This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Global News at 2 o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Erin Eubels. Transit police have arrested a middle-aged man after an alleged sex assault on the SkyTrain early this morning. Police say a 21-year-old woman was allegedly assaulted on a train between Broadway and Joyce stations and at the Joyce Street station bus loop after midnight. Transit police say a 56-year-old man is in custody after he was caught by Vancouver police officers. Hundreds gave their support to a Coquitlam family who lost their son and brother in a gang shootout in Vancouver. Alfred Wong's church youth leader, Sam Chan, says it's hard to find the words to describe how they feel. There's no real way to explain this. I think at this time, the, the important thing is cry with those who want to cry, talk to those who want to talk, just sit there beside people who, who, just, who just need some time. Alfred was in a car after dinner with his parents when a stray bullet from the shootout hit him two weeks ago. Vancouver police have not arrested anybody in connection with his death. A fight on the Granville Strip has claimed the life of a nightclub employee. And Global News reporter Estefania Duran has more. 23-year-old Calwinder Thin was working at the Cabana Lounge when a fight broke out around 2.30 a.m. Vancouver police say the fight spilled onto the street where he tried to break it up but was injured as a result. He later died in hospital. Police say multiple parties have been arrested. Homicide investigators are asking anyone who may have witnessed the incident to come forward. Estefania Duran, Global News. The Green Party says leader Elizabeth May is being held to a different standard than her male counterparts following a Toronto Star story accusing the politician of bullying staff and creating a hostile work environment. The story quotes three former staffers alleging May behaved inappropriately by yelling at and insulting employees. In a statement, the party says the allegations come from disgruntled former staff and that if May were a man, she would be admired for expressing herself clearly and with passion. Glimmers of hope have emerged at the latest round of NAFTA negotiations in Montreal. Representatives from Canada, the U.S. and Mexico have managed to close one chapter on anti-corruption and have begun discussing more contentious topics such as dispute resolution and auto rules. Democratic U.S. Congressman Bill Pascrell was optimistic after a morning meeting with Canadian and American officials. I am very, very proud of our Canadian partners and our Mexican partners. We've got big differences, but I'm optimistic about what's going to come out of these negotiations in the next round, the seventh round. Negotiators plan to meet at future rounds in Mexico City and Washington over the next two months. U.S. Republican National Committee Finance Chairman Steve Wynn has resigned amid allegations of sexual harassment and assault. Steve Wynn has been a prolific donor and has led the Republican National Committee's fundraising efforts during President Trump's first year in office. But the Wall Street Journal reported Friday that a number of women who had worked for the casino mogul said they were harassed or assaulted by Wynn. The newspaper says one case led to a $7.5 million settlement with a manicurist. Wynn and his company, Wynn Resorts, have denied the allegations, but RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says in a statement she's accepted Wynn's resignation 
But Democratic Congresswoman Nidia Velasquez says the GOP ought to go further. Demand for the, the RNC and every other Republican leader who got any contribution from uh, this uh, person uh, to return their money. Ben Thomas, Washington. Rapper Nelly has filed a countersuit against a woman who alleges in a lawsuit that he raped her on his tour bus after a performance in Seattle and also sexually assaulted two other women in England. The suit against the performer claims that on separate occasions in June of 2016 and December of last year, Nelly invited the women to private after parties and assaulted them. He denies the allegations and prosecutors dropped their case because the woman wasn't cooperating with authorities. The woman sued Nellie in December, seeking unspecified damages. Global News Time 204, now the latest AM 730 traffic. Here's Taylor Durgasoff. In Richmond, there's a crash on Highway 91 westbound just before the 91A merge point there. And if you're coming northbound across the Alex Fraser Bridge, you're slow right from Cliveden. You're better off just to skip it and take the Massey Tunnel because that descent onto Highway 91 is a slow one for sure. In Surrey, there's a crash on Highway 1 eastbound after the 152nd overpass and the right lane cruiser on scene there. And the crane lift continues in Vancouver. Georgia westbound is closed between Seymour and Howe. Eastbound traffic is done down to one lane in the AM7. 30 Traffic Center. I'm Taylor Durgasoff. On the CKW Sports Scoreboard, the NHL Skills Competition is today in Tampa Bay. There are six events, which include accuracy shooting, hardest shot, fastest skater, a passing challenge, a save streak for goalies, and a puck control relay. The All-Star Game will be happening tomorrow. Global Sky Tracker weather, cloudy for most part of this afternoon. Then rain tonight, 10 to 15 millimeters is expected. Wet snow over higher elevations, up to 2 centimeters there, and temperature steady near 4 degrees. Rain tomorrow will be tapering off through the evening. Wet snow again over higher elevations, a high of 5 degrees. And it's rain for the beginning of next week through to Wednesday with temperatures between 6 and 7 degrees. In White Rock, it's 3 degrees and cloudy. And outside CKW at Pacific Center, 4 degrees. Global News Time, 206. I'm Erin Ubels. And welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox with you on this cloudy Saturday afternoon. A mild four degrees in downtown Vancouver. Some whispers of snow in the weather forecast. A pleasure to welcome Angela Calla back to the program. Angela is host of The Mortgage Show, which happens every Saturday night right here on CKNW and is a, an infrequent guest to Vancouver Consumer. Angela, welcome back. It's a treat to have you with us. Oh, Wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. Now, I, I mentioned right off the beginning of, of the show by way of an introduction to you uh, that you are an award-winning mortgage broker, and we've discussed that in the past. But, Angela, you're off to receive yet another award tonight. Congratulations. Tell us what it's for this time. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is regarding a Young Entrepreneur of the Year uh, for the Tri-Cities Chamber of Commerce, um, amongst the best and brightest right here in our community so there was 20 original nominees and three three finalists and it's going to be a wonderful event um to share and i'm just really grateful for the opportunity and to be surrounded by uh friends and family and the best and brightest tonight well congratulations once again it's a well-deserved now i wanted to talk about and i mentioned the twists the new twists to the plot here we are on january 27th barely not quite four weeks into the new year and of course the goalposts have been moved on the real estate field angela we've got an interest rate increased already in this new year we've got the stress test now in effect and two separate groups of people that you and i need to talk to this afternoon 
afternoon. One, our first-time home buyers, completely unfamiliar with the game. And second, the second group, and let's start with them first, because as you point out in one of your blogs at angelacalla.ca, 47% of homeowners are scheduled to renew their mortgages this year. A lot of changes coming up for almost half of Canadians who own houses and have mortgages. Tell us about the kinds of changes that you can expect the process when you go to renew sometime in this year. Well, the process has always been different for everybody at every stage in time. We've had consistent change in the mortgage market in the last 10 years. And so the most important thing is getting up-to-date information on what fundamentals are going to save you the most amount of money. Sure. So in order to do that, what I have done is I have put together uh, for our listeners eight things that absolutely need to be considered when they are getting a mortgage renewal. And I would have to say that the most important thing, regardless of how many Canadians are getting a mortgage renewal, this year just happens to be an extremely pivotal year for Canadians. Okay is you have to pull out your mortgage renewal right now. Wherever you are, if you have a mortgage, when you're, if you're listening, pull over. If you're listening to us online, uh, log on to your mortgage statement online and see when your mortgage is up for renewal. Okay. Because when you're proactive instead of reactive, you can see if there's anything on your credit score or lifestyle that we can modify to ensure your position for the best renewal. Okay. You're only in a position to do this when you start early. And what most people don't know is that in the last year of their mortgage, they'll have the most amount of options available. And so if there's any inaccuracies, we're well ahead of the renewal date so we can change them to position you to get the best offers that are out there. Okay, so um, uh, can we t- before we go further down the list of these eight hints that you're passing along to get the best renewal, can we take a look at, at some of the options you've just described? If you're in the last year of your mortgage, you're coming up for renewal sometime this year, uh, you, you say that you it, that person, that mortgage holder, Angela, is in a pretty strong position in terms of options. What are the options? They are in a much stronger position. Uh, the lending institutions are fully aware that as a result of the new stress test, they have the ability to charge more for mortgage renewal. Mm-hmm. Policies have changed, and the only people that are benefiting from this are all the lenders because they essentially know that you're stuck if you no longer qualify under the new rules. And so the most important thing is is not to take that opinion at face value because a lot of people don't know that they can be qualified for something or there could be the reason why the lender might give them a higher rate is their credit score might be a little low by simply just being a little too high towards the limit as an example okay and so as an example if you start early if you start in the last year and we see that your credit score is 620, and all we need to do is make a few modifications, well, then we have several months to increase that credit score, so then you can qualify for a much better rate, whereas the lender would try to stick you with a mortgage at a higher rate because they would know that your credit score may be marginal. Okay. Now, Angela, is it reasonable to assume that whoever holds your current mortgage is going to offer you, is going to be the first in line, clearly, to offer you an opportunity to renew with that organization, likely a bank, and they're going to tell you, at least in some kind of notification, that because you're special and you're already with us, we want you to stay with us, and here's the deal for you. 
Is that likely? It's most likely, yes. But what the scariest thing is, is oftentimes when they are offered a renewal, uh, because most consumers um, are learning and getting smarter to understand that mortgages are more about interest rate, lenders are sneaking terms into your mortgage that you think you're just signing on the same old new mortgage, yeah. and they are registering your title differently, they're registering your title for 150% of the value of your home, so nobody else can give you any other borrowing products. They are reducing your prepayment privileges, they're putting restrictive covenants on it, because in a life where we have hundreds of decisions to make daily, and Canadians are so busy with the cost of living, working as hard as they can, trying to get their kids everywhere. They use that willpower to their advantage, and they know that people are really stuck on time. Mm-hmm. And so they say, hey, we'll give you this great rate, but they, what they, they're not obligated to point out to you the pitfalls. In the new mortgage. Well, that was my next question. I mean, uh, because, okay, so maybe it's an attractive rate. Maybe even they'll bump a a shave a point or a a portion of a point off the current rate. But uh, are they required to tell you that by re-signing, you're going to be giving up or or forfeiting your opportunity to deal with other lenders? They're not required to even tell you that. No. no, That sounds downright nasty, if you don't mind my saying so. Yeah, but that's that's always been consistent for years. Unfortunately, it always the responsibility is always for the consumer sure. to do their research, and it's not it's impossible for somebody to intelligently shop for a mortgage by going directly to the lender that's giving them the money because their only bias is to them. Right. Okay. So now, uh, as we can, uh, that's very interesting and good. Good basic consumer information this afternoon, Angela. For example, not many of us, I'm sure, are aware of the fact that these terms and and the rewriting of some of the finest of the fine print can occur without your uh, acknowledgement or permission. And uh, let's moving along that on this this list that you've provided uh, about renewals because a lot, I think this this is point 3 most people think the best rate is the best renewal to which you added capital letters wrong why completely wrong. The terms are the most important part of the mortgage. Moving or selling is why a lot of people logically think that they would never need to break a mortgage, yeah. but that's simply not the case. A change in the interest rate market, divorce, health, job change, investment opportunity, and many other reasons contribute to why you would make a future modification being beneficial for you, the consumer. And it's always the people who think they're not going to move or not going to need to break their mortgage that are in a position that are extremely marginalized because they have a 70% chance of being wrong. Statistically, mm-hmm. statistically, mortgages are broken 70% of the time. Is that right? Date. Wow. Statistically. So you have a 7 out of 10 chance of being wrong, that you're not going to need to make a modification. So why would you handcuff yourself to something when you can open up the most amount of opportunities for yourself by going to an unbiased party and getting advice. And let me point out, if the advice is that it's best for you to stick with your financial institution for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we're going to tell you to do. Okay. Okay, so if you can't do any better and the bank's got got a sweet deal with the bank, you'll be told so, and and good luck, and off you go. And that's the end of it. Absolutely. 
That's Interesting. What, uh, yeah, that's what people with integrity in business do. Right, right. Okay, because, uh, again, you know, I think in terms of uh, what a lot of people are trying to accomplish with a mortgage renewal, more than anything else, Angela, is try to keep the monthlies about the same so life can go on essentially uninterrupted. It is, but you can't. Your, your mortgage is a tool that needs to be optimized accordingly. You need. You don't want to be working for your mortgage. You want to get your mortgage working for you, or you're going to be stuck in a circle. And six out of ten Canadians live paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So just because a lender will offer you a mortgage renewal doesn't mean that all the strategic planning has been done to ensure that that's the best mortgage to consolidate your debts at the time if you need to consolidate any outside debts. So you are reducing your monthly outlay by thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't take into consideration, you know, your income changes down the road if you're considering retirement and you need to downsize your home one day. Don't you want to be the one in the position to take the money whenever you want instead of having to requalify at a time when your income is lower or have to go and re-ask for that money at a later point in time when policies can change yet again, maybe not in our favor. It's about giving yourself the control and the empowerment to choose the right option for you. Right. And and lender history plays very much into what you've just been talking about, too, because, again, a little homework can go a long way to your understanding, well, this particular company, this institution, this bank or whatever, has a history of doing business this way. So that if you don't want to do business that way, then you at least know going into the conversation that that's the the tack they're likely to take. That is the biggest thing that I've seen since 2016. As we do this show right now, there is one major Canadian bank that has decided to do something that has not been done in the history of recording Canadian interest rates, and that is they've decided to have a prime that is higher than every other bank, and they raised it inconsistent with the Bank of Canada. And they did that for a reason. They did that because the when a client has a variable rate mortgage with them, guess what? Their payment doesn't change. So out of sight, out of mind. Right. They're easy to forget that that's happened. But you know what it does do? It makes them have a mortgage for longer. You know what else? I, I, I shudder to think, but what, Angela? <laughs> they know that the amount that they actually increased it by has you handcuffed because they only increased it by 15 basis points. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be worth the penalty. So they know you're stuck with them until they can do better. They also knew these changes were coming down the road where more people would have to stick there, maybe if, even if they didn't want to. And I suppose, I suppose, you know, well, people are all those bad lenders. I mean, let, let's also recall lender bias. They're in the business of making profit by loaning people money at a certain rate of interest, which is where their profit is. That's well, all they do. Their number one priority is to their shareholders. Sure. They lost money in the U.S. They lost money on their investments in other countries, and they're choosing to make their – they're showing – they demonstrate how they do business by taking it out of the pockets of people who have been loyal to them. Mm. And this lender has a history of leading in this type of way of doing business. Are you at liberty to disclose the, the, uh, the name of this organization, or will we find out about it in the days ahead? Oh, yeah, it's pretty simple. This has been going on for years, and they did this back in 2016. So if anybody just Googled, you know, who has the higher prime, 
than any other bank in Canada. Um, they, they can find it. But this lender, you know, even though they've done this, they still are a lender that has great solutions. And um, they're a great lender when they are required. And we're grateful to have access, obviously, to provide options for Canadians because they do have very you know, specific niches where it is in your best interest to work with them. Mm-hmm. But I give these examples to show you these types of things, and that just happens to be one of the most vivid that is you know, consistent when we're looking. They're not the lender of first choice, obviously, for that reason. Interesting stuff. Now, of course, we are. We we don't have to jump in the car and go from bank branch to bank branch to do this Ooh. homework. We can do it all online, and Canadians love uh, educating themselves online. But oh my gosh, Angela, there's a ton of information to absorb. I need to take a break for the news at the bottom of the hour, and when we come back, we're going to continue on these points that you're offering to people with mortgage renewals. Fifty percent, forty-seven percent of all mortgage holders in this country are. Are going to renew in 2018. Angela Callop, mortgage broker extraordinaire, is with us on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon to talk about all of the terms and conditions you should think about uh, when that renewal conversation comes up. And we'll continue with Angela and take your calls as well after the news. And welcome back to the program this Saturday afternoon. It's 2.34. I'm Sterling Fox, joined by Angela Calla. Angela is in the top 1% of all mortgage professionals in Canada and is the longtime host of The Mortgage Show right here on CKNW. AngelaCalla.ca is the website, a terrifically informative and helpful website, 1L in Angela in Cala.ca. Angela, we were going through your list of tips for people who are going to renew this year. And as it turns out, there's a huge component of the Canadian homeowning population. 47% of all mortgage holders in Canada are going to renew sometime in 2018. And hint number one, just to re- refresh quickly, is know when the heck your mortgage, mortgage renewal date is. Is that a problem? Don't people realize that this is probably the most significant purchase then asset they own, you'd think that their mortgage renewal date would be uppermost in their minds. It's not at all. Mortgages generally have demonstrated themselves as set it and forget it. People don't, um, people don't think of it as we do. We think of it as a financial tool, and we believe that if you had $500,000 invested in the stock market, you would expect your advisor or whoever held your investments to be notifying you at critical changes so you could optimize the market and do the best on your return. Absolutely. The bank's mentality is completely opposite. It's how to make as much money for the bank. So the banks aren't, knowing that interest rates are creeping up, they are in no hurry to renew you early because they can get a higher rate potentially down the road. Mm -hmm. So depending on what's happening on the market will dictate how consistent it is. But because people in branches are changing all the time, moving up across positions, changing uh, branches. Oftentimes, a lot of mortgages slip through the cracks and people don't know. And then all of a sudden, they'll they'll get their statement and they, they'll get like an open mortgage term or, you know, they'll be going on vacation and some, somehow figure it out and then feel as if they're stuck. So when you when you our clients get notifications consistently to help them optimize the market sure. and and get ample timing to make decisions but you know it's uh, it's really it depends on the particular location and branch and person where you have your mortgage in respect to you actually knowing when it's up for renewal and also if you've made any changes if you've switched 
from, say, a variable rate to a fixed rate, mm-hmm. you might also, you know, just not recall due to all the responsibilities we all have on a daily basis of when that renewal is. And so that's why I think the best thing for anybody who's listening today is to write, you know, the next time they're at a computer or if they can access it from their smartphone, learn when your mortgage is up for renewal send it over to our office, and we'll take it from there. All right. And to everyone listening today, if you'd like to jump in on the conversation, perhaps have a question for Angela, uh, we'll open up those phone lines right now, Andrew. Why don't we? 604-280-9898. Ben Dooley, the producer, will talk to you first. 604-280-9898. If you want to jump in, you are most certainly welcome to do so. Angela, just before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, lender bias and the fact that we have to remind ourselves these people are not performing a public service. They're responsible to their shareholders to maximize profits at every turn in the road. One thing that perhaps we we don't realize when we're whether we're a first-time buyer, uh, perhaps more vulnerable even then than a person looking for renewal, Angela, every time you investigate a mortgage, it could affect your credit rating. Explain. Yes, every time you shop for a mortgage on your own, it takes points off of your credit score. All lenders have different rates based on your credit score, and you want to position yourself to get the best. So uh, independent mortgage professional shops multiple lenders protecting your credit by only using one application. And, you know, the difference in having a lower score, it can be on average a half a percent. Ah, so while you, the private citizen, uh, have to go one institution at a time when shopping for the best rate or the best possible mortgage for you, if you deal with a mortgage broker, a professional in the industry, that per- you give that person permission once and they shop the entire marketplace for you. Exactly. And we tell you all the lender biases, what's good and bad. We tell you what they don't. Okay, and and another part, as long as we're online and doing our homework to be a better informed consumer, particularly as it's our money at stake here and plenty of it, uh, don't get sucked into online rate shopping because there are some pretty flashy graphics out there that say you click on this and, boy, you've got the deal of a lifetime. Oh, yes. See, anybody can post anything online. And you can drive yourself crazy looking at something that does not exist or apply to you. In today's complex mortgage market, there are significantly different interest rates based on insured mortgages versus uninsured mortgages, switch versus refinance, purchase or renewal, principal residence versus rental, salary or self-employed, 600 credit score or 700 credit score, amortization of 20 years or 30 years, your type of property, if it's a condo, a townhouse, uh, a house. If it's lease land or freehold, the type of piping in the property. I mean, the variation in difference can literally cost you thousands of dollars. So like diagnosing a medical condition, you can't go online and expect to have 100% accuracy. You have to put in the appropriate application and supporting documents to verify which options are available to you that will result in the lowest cost of borrowing. It's interesting because a lot of those financial institutions, Angela, provide and are happy to have you play their game. Just plug your particulars into our uh, 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 grid and bingo, there's your new mortgage payment. It's phishing. It's just phishing online, you know, so it uh, that doesn't have any relevancy to see if it's good for you or not. Okay. Uh, let's uh, include some callers as we go forward here in Delta. Kelsey, hello. Hi. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. Um, I had a question. The company that our mortgage is currently with, they've kind of taken a hit in the past 
few years. Mm. I'm wondering what happens if we renew with a company and then I don't know if they go out of business or they take a hit and file for bankruptcy. Say, what happens with our mortgage? Wow, what a great Whoever. question. Yeah, good question. Uh, which lender are you with? Uh, Canadiana Financial. Oh, uh, Canadia, Canadiana Financial is, I haven't seen anything from them that they are going to uh, be having any troubles, but they're part of a significant large group of mortgage providers and somebody will simply buy that business and you will be making your mortgage payments with the exact same terms of the mortgage that you have now if it's in your best interest to renew directly with them um, as it is. So as a consumer, there's absolutely zero uh, impact because whoever buys that will provide you keep your mortgage as it is. But it's a really fair question, Kelsey, because, of course, it, it wouldn't be the first time some mortgage company went uh, face down, and and, and it, it, it's reasonable to go, well, what happens to the person holding the paper? Exactly. So it, it, in but this case... Indiana is a great lender that does have great terms, and I would assume have having working with multiple monoline brands that somebody would be very eager to take that uh, mortgage because they Canadiana is one of the best terms available in the country, and so the mortgage holders, in order to have a mortgage with them, you are the cream of the crop right. forward that anybody would grovel to to earn their business. So um, they have strict policies because they have some of the best rates and terms, the most consistent amount of time, and um, so I, anybody would be eager. I'm confident that they will be just fine moving forward. Well, it's interesting, you know, and it's a fair question to come from a mortgage holder, Angela, particularly didn't ask Kelsey whether she's up for renewal this year or not, but you know, again, you can, your, your mind goes in all directions. When uh, and here's number eight, the last point on this eight point blog that you've done up so nicely uh, to uh, inform people uh, to, uh, about ways to get the best renewal. Point number eight is remember your mortgage is the largest debt and investment most of us have. Clearly, in Kelsey's life, it's super important. And of course, your mind goes to the what ifs. It's it's fair ball in her case. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you contact an independent mortgage professional, we're going to invest all the work and all the expertise to advise you in your best interest. Regardless, if we get if it's in your best interest to do business with us, we're going to let you know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. We may, after our review, advise you to stick with your existing lender or make another recommendation for you, but we're only here to enhance your finances and save you money, and you don't pay for our services. One of the things you say on your website, Angela, is there are generally two ways to get a mortgage in Canada, from a bank or from a licensed mortgage professional like yourself. What's the breakdown, Angela? What percentage of Canadians use the services of mortgage professionals versus those who just sign up with a bank? Ah, that depends on what type of transaction they're doing. So first-time homebuyers, it's been fantastic to see the level of empowerment that people have been getting by educating themselves and truly understanding that no lender can have your best interest in mind directly. And so I think the stats were about 60% of first-time homebuyers consult with a mortgage professional and obtain their mortgage through them instead of doing it on their own. Okay. And so that's really comforting to hear because that means that these people have a higher level of um, education in the market and are best most likely to make better decisions moving forward because they have somebody who's managing their mortgage that will be able to help them navigate the market in the changing times. 
and uh, up for renewal. You know, this year is going to be significantly swayed because of all the power the banks have been given with the um, with the ratio. So they know they can charge some consumers more and they're going to take full advantage. So not because of desire, but because of results of the changes, I think the numbers will be much lower on the renewal, unfortunately. Interesting. Angela, with, with the first-time home buyers, there is another feature, in, especially in Canada's most expensive city, real estate-wise. A lot of first-time home buyers, younger people, are receiving financial assistance from the bank of mom and dad. Mm, what are the... And, and I, as the mortgage professional, the person putting together these financing packages to get these young people into the housing game, see the willingness of many parents to fork over significant sums of money to to make that happen, what are the pitfalls? And I'm I'm not saying you should discourage parents from doing parental things, but, you know, it's not without risks. So what do parents need to be reminded of with respect to risks while they do the parental right thing in their minds and give oodles of money to their kids? Well, one out of four first-time homebuyers are getting assistance from their parents is the actual statistic, uh, according to our office. And with that, the parents have to consider two things. Some parents say, well, I'd rather co-sign than give you money. Okay. And that's the worst option. Because oh. when you co-sign for a loan, you are on the hook for it regardless. So now, as a parent, you no longer have that borrowing power. And it, on in a changing interest rate market, like we've just had, where the qualifications have nearly doubled for some Canadians who got mortgages five years ago, mm-hmm. if their income hasn't, if the, the child, as an example, income hasn't increased significantly, but now they have to qualify at a higher rate, that parent that was hoping to get off the title is going to be potentially stuck for another five years, and their life is directly impacted by that. Sure. So most times we recommend a gift because a gift is a gift and you, you, you've given it. And if it's a gift with no intentions back, um, you know, that's something that you have to consider. But also with people waiting to get married longer in life and living common law prior to um, being married, they have to put consideration into if they're going to put any kind of stipulation on the couple that are going to be moving in and how proceeds are going to be divided in the event that they decide to go their separate ways. Sure, yeah. As we know, that will then be 50-50. And then the parents also bury the burden of being able to do the same for one as all the rest. So if you have multiple children, you have to take consideration to that too, making the gift, again, a much better option than co-signing. Right. And of course... Because... I'm sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say, I I just wanted to kind of point out the numbers right now. In order to qualify for a $400,000 mortgage, you need a combined household income of $100,000 a year annually. And how much down? That's just uh, with 5% down as an example. Okay, okay. And is that that still the standard amount? Uh, yes, uh, the five percent down is a standard amount, and again, we've seen significant changes over the last few years with that. If you're making a purchase over five hundred thousand, you have to have a higher down payment. Sure. And if you're purchasing a property for over a million dollars, you don't qualify for mortgage insurance, so you have to have a higher uh, down payment than than somebody who's purchasing at a lower purchase price. And there's been a variety of other technical changes in respect to how they will allow titles to be registered with guarantors and spouses and 
all those intricate details that are very important and can be very costly if you don't get the proper guidance and have a clear understanding of what your responsibilities are to consult with who at what point in time. Another question for the first-time homeowner or the home buyer crowd, Angela. Looking from my vantage point here at Georgia and Granville, I can see about nine cranes. There, are, I mean, there's a forest of cranes around Metro Vancouver these days, condos going up everywhere the eye travels. A lot of these condos are pre-sold. I mean, it's you, you, you're paying a mortgage on a place you're not even going to be able to move into for a year or two. What risks, if any? are associated with pre-sales of, uh, of accommodations. Oh, significant. You're most likely to be able to forecast what's going to happen for you in a 30, 60, or 90-day period of time. The odds of you being able to forecast your life are good to be accurate. However, when you're waiting a year or two years, think about all the mortgage changes we see. We see, on average, two significant shifting mortgage changes each year that completely the borrowers have zero control over. And the longer you go, the likelihood you have of something happening, your job changing, Mm -hmm. your relationship status changing, anything can happen. So, of course, there can be great reward and great opportunities, and it's a perfect opportunity for some, but we really take the time to discuss the pitfalls of a pre-sale as well. We're not against them. Again, we believe they're a good investment, but it's important to understand the risk that you're taking so you can have a backup plan in place that will work for you in the event. Not because we're saying that it's a negative thing, but it's really important to plan for these things so you can count on an an option being available to you and not having to deal with something in a high-stress moment that you may not have considered. Sure. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, there's just so much of that going on in our city right now. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Let's get another caller involved here in Vancouver. Paris, hello. Hi. I have a question about line of credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am... I keep uh, hearing about like mortgages, there's always talk about mortgages, but uh, I don't hear much about how we can get line of secured line of credit and uh, what would be the best way to go about it. Oh, okay. Angela, you want to take a run at that one? Yeah, Paris depends on your situation. Um, in terms of what the short, mid, and long-term goals are. Um, oftentimes, the lowest cost of borrowing is accomplished through a mortgage. And if you have a mortgage with really good prepayment terms, when you're comparing the two side by side, a line of credit is intended to be um, utilized and paid back within nine months. If the period of time which you're going to need the line of credit for as an example, is longer than nine months, then statistically 80% of the time you're better off to go with a deep down, deep discounted variable rate mortgage because a line of credit is fully open that can be paid off at any time. Right. There are, and you pay interest only, the rate is higher for the luxury of doing that. However, if you are, as an example, looking to downsize in five years from now and you know you're going to retire, you're better off to get approved for it and then and then be able to have that access to not have to requalify at a time that you're a var- that you're a variable. So depending on your life stage, your reasoning for wanting the line of credit, the length of time that you're going to need it would all depend on what recommendation would be made and why. 
All right, Paris, I hope that helps. Angela, we're almost out of time. Uh, A final word of advice, a word of the wise or from the wisdom of Angela Calloway, particularly looking at the new rules. The goalposts have been moved, and there are a lot of people, especially those first-timers, still really trying to get in the game, although a lot more of them are becoming discouraged. Nonetheless, for those still trying, a word to the wise. Start early and ensure that you align yourself with a professional who is going to continue to monitor the market for you to help you navigate change at any point in time. And you will... if you do that, you will always have the lowest cost of borrowing. Well, Angela, again, I remind our listeners that you're about to receive the Young Professional Year of the Year Award from the Tri-Cities Chamber of Commerce at, a, at an event this evening. Congratulations from all of us here at NW for that one. And thanks for taking the time to be back on Vancouver Consumer. It's always a pleasure. Oh, such a pleasure. Look forward to the next time. Good deal. There's Angela Calla, and the Angela Calla Mortgage Team can be reached online at angelacalla.ca. That's A-N-G-E-L-A-C-A-L-L-A. One, a, one L in Angela, two in Calla.ca. And all the contact information and lots of helpful information is available to you at angelacalla.ca. More ahead on the show after this. And once again, our thanks to Angela Calla for joining us today. The times are changing, and we're lucky to have people like Angela around here to help us navigate the maze. There's more tonight at 7 on The Mortgage Show right here on CKNW. And next week, we'll have more on Vancouver real estate from the pros at 1% Realty. It's time now for the Steel Report. And today, Linda looks at the dangers of vaping. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. This week, a 14-year-old in Delta tragically died after falling in the bathroom while vaping nicotine. Kyle Lasse's death draws attention to some of the dangers of vaping. A new study from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine suggests e-cigarettes are not harmless. What we found is that of all the non-smokers, those who used e-cigarettes were much more likely to try smoking and actually become daily smokers a year later. That's Dr. David Hammond from the School of Public Health at the University of Waterloo. Children are not able to distinguish between tobacco products. To a five-year-old, if an e-cigarette looks like a cigarette, if it behaves like a cigarette, then it is a cigarette. That's Les Hagen, the executive director of Action on Smoking and Health. The study did show there were some benefits to switching if you're an active smoker, but no benefits at all to vaping if you're a non-smoker. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thank you, Linda. Time for more, a couple more consumer quickies before we go. News this week of a real Vancouver success story. Car sharing in our city is the highest in North America. And those who use the service say they belong to two or more car share programs. According to a new survey from Van City, we have more car share vehicles on the road here than they do in Toronto or Montreal, or for that matter, Seattle, Portland, or San Francisco. A third of car share programming users have joined in the past year, and the numbers are growing. Why? Well, money, of course. And there are environmental concerns, too, but it's usually about saving money. Why pay for insurance, maintenance, and all the other car owner costs if you don't have to? In Canada's most expensive city, why not look for opportunities to save money? And apparently, that's exactly what many of us are doing. That is our program for this week, produced by Ben Dooley, with Andrew Ferreira at the controls. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer, right here on 980 CKNW.
The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.